Well, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining me for our devotion again. I apologize that it's late today. I planned to do it uh, last evening, and ESCOM hit us with six hours. Well, actually, ESCOM only gave us three hours, and there was a fault, which meant we didn't have power from three to nine. And you know what? On Under normal circumstances, we might have gotten upset. I might have been inclined to get upset or irritated or uh, angry, you know, I want to be doing stuff now, there's no power to be able to do anything. But I wasn't, I was actually quite calm because I got used to it. <laughs> I'm now complacent with ESCOM's poor performance and things that can go wrong, especially when it's windy or stuff that I realize, okay, well, you know, it's obviously not going to happen anytime soon that the power is going to come up. And I found this passage in Zephaniah 1. I'm going to look at Zephaniah 1. Uh, verse 12 to 13 and it shall come to pass at that time that i will search jerusalem with lamps and punish the men who are settled in complacency who say in their heart the lord will not do good nor will he do evil therefore their goods shall become booty and their houses a desolation they shall build houses but not inhabit them they shall plant vineyards but not drink their wine you know, we can get used to things happening like ESCOM. We used to get upset, but now we complain and we don't get upset anymore with ESCOM. We can complain about potholes for a while and you drive on that road a number of times, you get complacent with it, you get used to it. We can complain about our government, we get complacent with it. We, you know, we can complain about sins, we can look at our own sins, we can get complacent with sin. We can look at God and the things that He requires of us. And when we don't see him working, when we don't see anything happening on our terms, we become complacent. And yet the Lord says he will search Jerusalem and punish other people for their complacency. With lamps, even. I will search Jerusalem with lamps. If you're hidden in a dark spot, he's going to come with a torch to find those who are complacent. Those who say in their heart, the Lord will not do good and the Lord will not do bad. Sometimes we're at the point where we don't see God working, so we think, okay, he's not doing anything. He's the great clockmaker, as some people have described him. The great clockmaker who set the universe in motion, who set everything in motion, and let it to, left it to run, carry on on its own terms. And sometimes we, have to, we, we find ourselves falling into the temptation to think like that. God's not getting involved. God's not doing any good. He's not doing any bad. He's just sort of sitting back and carrying on but we need to remember that god is sovereign and we need to remember that he's still working and we need to remember that he's got a plan for each one of us or rather he's got a place for each one of us in his plan he's got a job for each one of us he's got a purpose for each one of us we cannot become complacent with him we cannot become complacent with our faith by that i meaning we can't just go through the motions. We can't come to church and sing songs and pray and read devotions without any meaning. There has to be something backing that up. There has to be a motivation behind that. That same first love that we had when we first came to Christ. If we look in a revelation to one of the churches, I can't remember which one. But John talks about, remember your first love. That first passion, that first vigor and, um, you know, this... This you know, passion that you had for Christ when you first realized 
your the salvation that's in him, when you first realized your own depravity, your own sinful condition, and how God has made a way for that, for for you to be saved. We need to re, we need to have that something that's backing up our faith. We cannot become complacent. Otherwise, as um, Zephaniah says, the goods shall become booty. In other words, plunder. Every you know the stuff we have is just going to rot away. Somebody else is going to come and take it. It's not going to be our own. We shall build the houses but not inhabit them. What a sad sight. What a sad thing to think about. Building a house, a place of warmth and love and, you know, this home that you have. And you can build it, you can make it look pretty, and there's nobody at home. <laughs> Nobody's inhabiting it, inhabiting it. And imagine if somebody had to say that of your faith, of your heart. We've got this beautiful thing going on. We've got... We go to church, we are reading devotions, we're going to homesill and Bible studies. We've got this beautiful shell of a faith. And when we go inside, there's nothing there because we become complacent. They shall plant vineyards but not drink their wine. What are we doing to build our faith? Things that supposedly build our faith. But are we drinking that wine? Are we partaking of God's grace and love and mercy and blessings that he has for us? Or have we become complacent because we've gotten used to our sin? We've gotten used to God being quiet. We've gotten used to, well, nothing's really happening. So we just carry on. Let's avoid that. Let's have that motivation, that first love, that something backing our faith. We're not doing this for Nje. There's not just carrying on through the motions. But we have to be aware that God is sovereign. We have to be aware of His plan, of our purpose, where we fit in to that plan. And when we start to think like that, our perspective changes. I've said it many times, we need to have an eternal perspective. It's not what's happening now. We're looking to eternity. We're looking to what God has planned and destined for eternity. How am I building His kingdom now? We can have periods of years and years and years with nothing happening. But when we remember that He's sovereign, when we remember that He's still working, when that eternal perspective is our perspective, we don't worry about periods of silence, supposed silence. We don't worry about the waiting periods. We don't worry about the desert places because we know that He's still working. We know that He's carrying us through. And we know that what happens here is not counting for here. But it's counting for eternity. That one person that you've been speaking to for 20 years, nothing's happening. It's not about getting that person to church now. God wants to get that person to eternity. And when we think like that, we realize, I'm not just trying to get this person to church. I'm not trying to get this person saved. I want God to work in this person. I'm trying to get this person to see God and he will reveal himself to that person and that person will have salvation that lasts for eternity and that might be in 30 years time it might be today it might be tomorrow it might be in 100 years time if he or she lives that long but the point is we cannot become complacent complacency has no room in the kingdom of God we are builders we are servants and we need to be working and we need to remember our motivation. We need to remember who our king is 
on what he has instructed us to do. We need to remember our first love. We need to remember the grace by which we were saved. We need to remember the place from where we came. We need to remember who is sovereign, who is control. God is. He is and he's actively working. Even if we don't see it, we mustn't become complacent. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word again to us today. Thank you for reminding us that you are still active in the world. You are still active in our lives. You are still building your kingdom here, even if we can't see it. Even if we are waiting, even if there is silence. We know that you are building a kingdom that will last eternally. So Father, I pray that you forgive us where we become complacent, where we sat back and waited for things to happen where we, our perspective has been one where we don't see you doing anything, so we don't think you're doing anything. Forgive us and help us to remember that you are sovereign, that you are building your kingdom, that you are working, that you will punish sin, and that you have saved us who believe. And we pray that you help us to be your servants, that we will be on fire for you, that we will be ready to go where you have to send us, to build what you will have us build. Thank you that you're with us to the end of the age and beyond. Thank you that we can look forward to eternity with you. We don't have to look forward to the things of now. We can enjoy them. We can enjoy the blessings now. But thank you that you have given us sights for eternity. And I pray that that will be our perspective. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.